and welcome to another edition of Resistance TV. Uh, tonight we're discussing grassroots campaigning and I'm absolutely delighted to be welcoming Audrey White onto Resistance TV for the first time. Audrey's the secretary of the Merseyside Pension Association, which is a fantastic grassroots campaigning organisation. They set the standard, in my opinion, that should be followed by others all over the country. Her record as an activist is second to none. She was nominated on BBC Radio 4 as one of the most influential women of the last 100 years. She won a dispute over sexual harassment in the 1980s, which actually changed the law. And her case was then subsequently made into a film uh, known as uh, Business as Usual. And it starred actors like Glenda Jackson and John Thor and Stephen McGann. More recently, she won a case at the Independent Press Standards Organization, or IPSO, after she was smeared by the Jewish Chronicle. IPSO upheld six breaches of its editorial code for accuracy against the weekly newspaper. But of course, many people will know Audrey through her highly publicized encounter with Sakia Starmer. As people have seen, she confronted the Labour leader in a restaurant in Liverpool over his decision to write for Murdoch's scum newspaper. She also took him to task over the lies he told to get elected as the leader of the Labour Party. And she called him out over the despicable witch hunt against socialist anti-war activists and pro-Palestine pro -Palestine campaigners that, she, that he's presided over. And then, of course, she was expelled shortly after that. So, hi, Audrey. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks very much indeed for, for coming on. Oh, you I just want to start, really. I mean, you're a fearless campaigner and a fantastic role model. I mean, how do you summon up the, the courage to do the things that you do and that you've done in, in basically over your life? Well, I, I, it's to be honest with you, it's my upbringing. I don't know whether you know whether you, you may have seen it. There's um, a, a very short video of a young kid from Liverpool marching on a demonstration. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of people, you look out for it. And he's shouting, he, in a high-pitched, gasped voice, equal pay for women, equal pay for women. And uh, it's from the, uh, God, from the 70s. And the, um, an interviewer interviews him and says, why are you, uh, what are you on this demonstration for besides equal pay for women? And this young boy says, uh, because, it, um, because I'm, uh, I'm a comrade, aren't I? <laughs> Good for Everybody <laughs> loves it. And yeah. I know who it is. It's my brother, my younger brother. Oh, nice on, right, right. Yeah. And we were all that's where you know we were brought up. You know, we had yeah. to. Uh, we didn't have to, but we we oh, you know we'd come home from work, for instance, and we'd um, send money out to you know. We'd, my mother would say, "Oh, you know, Pilkingtons are on strike. It's terrible what's going on there," and talk yeah. about yeah. it and. Say, you know, can you can you give a my mum worked in a laundrette, my dad was a tool really was a tool maker. Tool maker, yeah, unlike Keir Starmer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so you know, we would say, well, we'll give, you know, we will ten bob between us, you know. Yeah, uh, sure. Send it off, you know. So that that's the upbringing and, and well, so was your mum and dad were your mum and dad then political? Were they involved in politics and trade union activities and things like that? Oh then? my dad was uh, my dad was um a sh um Deputy convener in in the Standard Triumphs and I think Fords at one time. Oh, right? okay, right. Yeah. My mother was the firecracker. Right. You know, mother was always. Um, I mean, <laughs> we went on that in place of strike demonstration. Yeah, uh, the yeah. Barbara yeah. Castle tried to bring out the anti-trade union. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I swear to this day, it was my mother who tried to push brick feathers into the the fountain in Trafalgar Square. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether it was, but yeah, there's a little story. Yeah, yeah she was yeah. great. You know, she'd say to police on a demonstration, you know, on yeah. a great uh, coppers on horseback, and she'd yeah. come down here and fight like a man. Yeah, yeah. smaller than me, you know, she was less than five. Yeah. So, listen, there's plenty like that all across the country. It's nothing special. Well, yeah, well, I think, well, I think, I think you are special, Audrey. I really mean that. Um, and I think people from Liverpool are special. I mean, I always used to say that I'd love Britain to become greater Liverpool because it, it seems to be a real kind of, you know, political mindset, a progressive, progressive political mindset. I mean, and you know, one of the examples of that, of course, is the is the fantastic Merseyside Pensioners Association, which you know, as I've said in my introduction, kind of set the standard, really. You know, for for others to to follow, young and old, actually. You know, and uh, I just wonder whether you can maybe say a bit about the Merseyside. Well, I know a bit about the Merseyside Pensioners Association. I'm sure people watching know know a bit about it, but maybe you could talk about you know how did it start, the sort of campaigns that you're involved in, because it's fantastic, mate. It's really inspirational, and I'm sure people will be really interested to hear about that. Well, I think we're a very well-informed group. We, we meet, um, we, we did up until recently, used to meet even during the pandemic on a weekly basis. Uh, but we haven't got the, the access we need at Jack Jones House, which is the uh, Unite building uh, that we used to have. Um, and we're, our meetings are a bit all over the place at the moment. But to be honest with you, we always have a speaker <clears throat> at our meetings. So the first, and it's the first thing on the agenda. We don't leave it till hope when we let, the discussion run so that all of our members can have a say that we have people from you know we had um from the don't pay campaign <clears throat> we'll have somebody from uh every every sort of um political activity that's going on we'll have the firemen along we'll have the rmt along we'll have and we have very very good discussions but of course it gets that it comes down to the fact that all our members they don't have to be, but a lot of them, uh, and a lot of them in Liverpool, they've, they've been activists all their lives, and they're not yeah. going to stop now, and it keeps them going, you know. They've been on... <laughs> I mean, there was stuff on their Twitter the other day about uh, the thing that happened. I mean, I know you're going to discuss that a bit later, what happened yeah. on Friday night, and some we did a film and put the film on, um, on Twitter. It's got, like, 90,000 views. Yeah. And um, somebody put, what? As a comment, what old age pensioners out in the cold? I don't think so. You know, really? Yeah, <laughs> thought it was a kind of a. a but everybody's thing, saying yeah. round yeah. the country, thank you yeah. to the Merseyside pensioners for putting what really did happen, you know, yeah. out there. So <clears throat> I, I think it's to do with we've got people from all sorts of parties, all sorts of unions, in all sorts of walks of life. People worked yeah. on building sites right through to lecturers and. Um, you know, office workers and teachers, yeah. and yeah. and they're all great campaigners. Yeah. So that's why what happened with Jer with um, uh, Keir Starmer in the restaurant, it wasn't yeah. just me. They were all outside. I know. Stopping, I saw. Stopping yeah. him from getting out. It was like a pincer movement. You know. It was absolutely wonderful, mate. You lifted my spirit, mate. And I tell you what, you lifted the spirit of millions of other people. I'm sure, particularly the people that were inspired by, you know, the whole Corbyn surge and you know, seeing it kind of just smashed to smithereens. To see you, you were just wonderful, mate. I mean, uh, that 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 will go down. As, as an iconic moment in, in, in history, you know, I mean, I you said that, you know, one of the most influential women in the last hundred years, well, that alone, mate, has, has got to be just, you know, up there. It's a pinnacle. It's well, brilliant. I don't know if I'm watching <laughs> you earlier on today and I'll, 
just amazing. I mean, that guy tried to move you on. It was... Uh, you Don't know, touch my breath. Know, you were not none of it. It was just really brilliant, mate. Just brilliant. You know, so, I mean... But you know, all the, Oh, go on, sorry, you were going to say something. I was going to say about that whole thing, I don't think anyone will get near him again. No, no. Indeed, and, of yeah. course, I was the first, you know, not I was, I, I think of it as an MPA thing. We were the first people to sort of put him on the spot. Yeah. And because, uh, as I say, the press weren't going to do it, the parliamentary party are all so intimidated exactly, that they won't yeah. open their mouths about anything, yeah. even war, or, yeah. or or anything, they're all gagged yeah. and bound and gagged yeah. and tied up. Um, yeah. And um, who else? Who else is going to do it? No, um, again, well, little pensioners in Liverpool. Well, yes, again, you know, set set the standard, and uh, I mean, and that was, uh, as I say, incredibly uplifting to to see. And it just demonstrates, doesn't it? They're really, I mean, the guy's just completely vacuous because he had nothing to say to you. He couldn't. He didn't know how to respond to you. And pathetic, really, you know. Well, no, I, inter, you know, no interpersonal kind of, you know. I mean, if that was me, if that was Jeremy, or, you know, many people would be like George Galloway and others, you know, and they've dealt with, you know, difficult customers, you might say, you know, but they would have a way of, of at least interacting. You just sat there like a naughty schoolboy. It was incredible. Yeah, he could have pulled the rug from under me by saying, well, I'm so sorry you feel like that. Can you sit down and we'll have a talk about exactly, it? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's the way I would have uh, dealt with it, and Jeremy and saw this as well, you know. But, uh, but you know, just in terms of uh, the Cypress Association, as I say, which kind of is... is you know, sets the standard. I mean, if all the people, you know, people may be watching and, you know, they may be inspired by what you're saying and, and interested maybe in, in setting up their own group, I mean, would you, I mean, do most of pension association mentor other groups around the country and, and give them some pointers and tips on how to go on? Well, <clears throat> we have done actually, funny enough, in Manchester during the, um, the COVID thing, um, but the COVID thing, what a way yeah. to about it, the pandemic. Um, yeah. What what we do is are affiliated to the National Pensioners Convention, right? Which is nowhere near as we're probably the largest um, yeah. organ, pensioners organisation in the country, um, and we've recruited people during the the, the pandemic. Uh, we've lost some of our members who you know been course, yeah. just because we are an elderly organisation, but also because yeah. it's been the pandemic. But uh, yeah, we, we we're affiliated with the National Pensions Convention, so we we attend their conferences and so on, right. and we are very much more um, demanding, if you like, because they they're yeah. supposed to be non-political. How can you be non-political? Because <clears throat> you know our uh, motto is that we fight the pensioners and all who come after. So there yeah, isn't well, there's hardly yeah. well, we can't be party political, but we um, we actually do you know. A, call ourselves socialists we're just writing a new constitution which will have some of these things written in it yeah. um, because we are committed to you know changing society for the better yeah. for the elderly i mean <clears throat> what's going to happen in this country you know we're fighting for um you know we've got powerful unions fighting for uh, like the rmt absolutely wonderful um, yes absolutely. <clears throat> all of them yeah all of them. yeah and uh, we all come and speak at us but you know yeah. We've got the worst pension in the whole of Europe. How do we fight? Oh, it's just a shocking And the fifth biggest economy, it's absolutely outrageous. So I think what you're saying there then, uh, uh, Audrey, is that, you know, people watching who, who might be interested, not necessarily involved, and would like to maybe set up the group, the, the route through it is through the National Pensioners uh, Convention. That's the way no, to, to go. No, in the first, no, no. Oh. no, you have to set up an organisation uh, first. Right. 
and then affiliate and then affiliate that's right okay <laughs> but, but that's how you that's how the interaction would take place via that route though yeah we don't really um we don't really coordinate anything between any of the groups except for the northwest pensioners convention right, yeah, which yeah. is quite which is quite good actually i mean if they meet once a month yeah but uh yeah i mean we should be a really powerful force and um yeah. I, I wish we had a bit more powerful leadership really yeah. in, the, in the pensioners movement there is political we can't shy away from politics no you know well, it's <laughs> right, so, I mean, the point you said about you know we're a non-political organization is a political statement in, in, in itself really isn't it yeah 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 let, let me no. just, because I know we've, we've only got half an hour, so there's a few things I just wanted to sort of get your, your thoughts about. I mean, and I mean, we touched on it just a moment ago, actually, about, I mean, Liverpool's sort of got a reputation, as a, as I was saying in the opening remarks, as a sort of a, you know, political city, progressive city, a socialist city. And so, you know, I think we were saying before uh, we went on air that, you know, people were, were, were shocked, actually, by the, the protest against asylum seekers in, in Nosley, and I know you've just said that you know you put a video up about it, but I just think that you know the sense that there was there's actually some people that hold kind of you know well, fast, very right wing up far right almost fascist you know views in Liverpool. It just sort of seems uh, you know sacrilege, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, what's the local reaction uh, in Liverpool been to that uh, that protest that took place? Well, you have to you have to think. I think most of us on the left have warned. That if the uh, the soft left, and that's why we have to be careful how we frame things. The soft left, which yeah. is which is those who purported to be in support of uh, Corbyn and jumped on the bandwagon and took up positions from MPs to councillors, um, yeah. have have uh, really betrayed the class. And yeah. when when that happens. Um, which way do, does a person who's, I mean, you people, we can call them the left behind and all the rest of it. These are people with, you know, uh, uh, live in deprived areas and, uh, you know, have got nothing. And then they're, they're like a gift to the right wing and to the, yeah. to the reactionary forces of fascists and racists. And, of course, the, the, the press, it doesn't come out of nowhere. You know, no. the press has been drip, drip, drip. We know all this has been terrible. And so has Labour. I mean, it started really, you know, with, with over decades with Labour. Yeah. The problem, um, all the rest of it. You can move goods all around the world. You can move money all around the world. Um, yeah. But when it comes to human beings, you oh, gosh, hang on, we can't move them around the world. They're a burden. Well, hang on, let them work. Oh, no, we mm. don't want them to work because they steal our jobs and all this mm. bloody nonsense. Mm. Um, but, you see, you've got to address it, haven't you? You've got to address how those people feel in the communities politically. Yeah. And that hasn't happened. There's, there's been this massive vacuum. And can I just say, uh, we have been caught with our pants down because normally Liverpool would absolutely see them off. The fascists, you've seen <laughs> when we locked them all in, in the... Yeah. In the in uh, in Lime Street Station and things like that. I mean, I've run, you know, over the years down the steps uh, of a railway station with sticks with gangs of people chasing the physically chasing the uh, the fascists uh, uh, off, uh, you know, back onto a train. Um, yeah. These are the things that we do. You know, we 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 are very we are a radical city, but mm. with this massive vacuum that's happened, you know. Uh, we do try only react. We haven't got the um, the, polit- the polit- political fight has been taken up with all this stuff about um, 
you know, uh, the betrayals of the Labour Party, the the, the, the nonsense out of uh, calling good um, anti-racists. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we've had this betrayal from the massive cuts from our council of just introducing what's 70 odd million pounds more more cuts. And they say, oh, we can't do anything about that. We just have to introduce them as kindly as we can. Yeah. Well, there's no thing as kind cuts. No, absolutely. I mean, I mean, and, uh, you know, so, something we've covered on uh, Resistance TV in the past that there are there are options available for local authorities not without breaking the law without setting illegal budgets to use tory legislation to introduce redistributive council tax uh, bans and to um basically ensure that the rich people in the borough pay each borough pays a lot more uh, and protect everybody else you know as a way of stopping the cuts and indeed building building council houses is no, or uh, building and acquiring properties they could do that because there's no cap on the housing Revenue account anymore, but I think one of the problems has been, hasn't it, uh, Audrey? That the you know, particularly New Labour, there's been this kind of for a long time now focus on on identity politics and class politics has been kicked oh. into touch. Absolutely appalling, absolutely appalling. I've, I've never really got into all this um, yeah. identity politics, and it's really uh, ruined, you know, <laughs> ruined debate and everything, and. Yeah. Um, you know what can you say? The, the the stuff that's going on now is just all. You feel it's diversionary when you've got they had you know to talk about what happened on Friday was that you know the the what I think what's happened is they've been working in that area. You know, um, the racist and the the fascist group. Well, we do know the fascist groups have, and they're nurturing young people, but they still had to bus in people from different parts of um, the country. I don't know how far away, but there was probably right. only probably only about 40 of them there. Right, right, right. Um, from what I'm hearing, because I actually was full, still a bit full of cold now, I didn't go on Friday night. A lot of the MPA were there. The filmmaker, right. filmmakers were there, uh, and about probably six or eight other um, MPA members, which, you know, proportionately was really good because we only yeah. really heard about it at the last minute. And yeah. it, was her it was very, very frightening. I mean, you know, I've heard some of the stories are terrible. People yeah. couldn't get home. They had to go back with their cars the oh. next day. Yeah. You yeah. Think. But um, what's happened, I think, is, you know, oh, it's been like something exciting's happened down the road and kids and everyone mm. have joined in and started um, throwing, throwing things at the, the police as well. So yeah. it was actually... Um, you know, not the way it's been betrayed in the press, that it was yeah. anti-fascists and fascists fighting together. It was right. a very peaceful demonstration of people wanting to protect the refugees. Right. And they stood with them. Um, and I'm proud that we did them. Apparently there's about 150 of us and, yeah. and about 400 of them. But, you know, because people came out of the, the woodwork. Sure. yeah. So it's a dangerous situation. So we 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 got very quickly got together twelve o'clock the next day, and uh, and we we put together a demonstration. We're putting together work that we've got to do in the long term. All the different groups, every group that you can think of under the sun, is taking part in this um, very very hard work trying to do things yeah. on WhatsApp groups with all you know one hundred and twenty people. Oh yeah, Indeed, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I uh, I managed to speak to Jeremy yesterday, and he's he's coming quite late on last night, and he's um he's agreed to come 
good. Go yeah. and speak. Saturday, should I say, and yeah. speak about it. We've got to have a massive show of support. Yeah. Because yeah. we win things. We win things when we refuse to be beaten. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I mean, you know, we, we were kind of hammered. Uh, and the only way is up now. And, uh, you know, the work that you've been doing, the campaign you've been doing, and the Merseyside Pensions Association, and, you know, all the groups, as you say, you know, that, that's the uh, that's the role model that we need to, to look to. And, you know, don't give up, never give up. We have an absolute obligation to continue to resist. But you, you just mentioned Jeremy there. And, of course, I'm sure you'll have seen Sir Keir Starmer's uh, latest pronouncement where he's saying that uh, Jeremy will never be a, a, a Labour candidate. Frankly, I think Jeremy would be better... It would have been better walking out anyway, actually, and you know, joining us in the Socialist Labour Party or joining George in the Workers' Party. I mean, the Socialist Labour Party and the Workers' Party are collaborating to try and bring this No to NATO campaign together, which I'll ask you for your thoughts on that in a, in a moment as well, if you don't mind, Audrey. Mm -hmm. But it'd be interesting to get your thoughts about Sir Keir Starmer's uh, latest uh, outpouring and you know what he said about Jeremy and, and this notion that somehow you know, well, he, and the EHRC for that matter, the EHRC said, well, they've got out special measures now, no issue with, with anti-Semitism. And yet, Starmer is presiding over far more Jewish members being kicked out because they are socialists, because they are anti-imperialists, because they support the Palestinian cause. I mean, far more Jewish people are, are being targeted now and treated incredibly badly. I mean, they weren't being treated badly under, under Germany. It was a bloody myth. That was not happening, actually. It was a lie just weaponized yeah. and used. But, I mean, I'd just be interested in your time. I'm sure our viewers would be as well, and your thoughts and, uh, you know, what Starmer well, said about Jeremy today. Well, I don't think it was any surprise. I don't think yeah. anybody can be surprised by it. I, don't, I, 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 think, I don't think Jeremy's that naive to be surprised either. Um, but um, I think it's, it's been a waiting period to see who would jump first. And... Um, I hope that, uh, and I've always hoped this, that um, Jeremy sets up a party, you know, with his peace and justice, whatever, or, or I mean, I've even said, you know, at the worst, we have to just have independence right across the country. You know, whoever wants to stand anywhere, who's an authority on us, spent de decades fighting, you know, all these campaigners who've been fighting um, for years are more authoritative than these MPs. Or oh, any good Lord, Absolutely. Uh, you know, on, on, on their particular subjects, and this is what we need. We need dedicated people who've spent... I mean, people who campaign for the Women's Hospital here, they read documents like that week in and week... Well, not week in and week out, you know, to some of these CCG meetings yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. And they're they, like Dr Bob, Bob Gill. They've all got the fingers on the pulse mm. and, and, and know the score. I'm not even consulted by these MPs to get information to be able to fight on behalf of the NHS. Trade union leaders are the same. Mm. You know, we're having really the fight within the... We've had in the Labour Party, we're having within the, the unions as well. I'm yeah. going off the point there. But no, no, the, the whole thing is, in the end, Jeremy um, can't stand. It puts him in a position, what is he going to do? Yeah. I don't know what he's going to do. I'm not an authority on anything. But what I think is... Um, the responsibility, history, there's a big weight of history on his shoulders because yes. no matter what you say, no matter what anybody says, we were infected. 
everybody. Quite definitely, yeah, absolutely. I just wish Jer- I wish Jeremy had stood up to to the to the detractors a bit more instead of trying to well, uh, you know bring them around, which is uh, you know that was maybe it. the movement maybe the movement should have fought harder because the way he was no, treated, I agree, I agree. Yeah, oh no, but, absolutely. But what yeah. what I'd say is that he that we were infected by socialism. Yes. We were infected with the ideas. It wasn't Jeremy. It was the ideas. Yeah, Whoever had stood up and done the, you know, but, but you know, he was particularly good at it. It infected the whole of um, the country. No, we didn't dream the idea. We didn't dream that from you know Lands End to John O'Groats, people were queuing round the corners and exactly. having meetings. You know, we didn't dream it. It was real, and those ideas are still there. Some people are getting a bit just dis- getting disillusioned. And you know, slash your wrist time, but it isn't mm. slash your wrist time because those ideas are really right through the trade union movement today, and we're they're finding another way to fight at what's going on. And if that body of people who are represented, I mean, honest to God, eighty odd percent turnouts and votes for strike action, nobody go. It's horrible going on strike. You lose yeah. your way and all the bloody rest of it look how determined people are so i think the infection that jeremy corbyn released amongst all of us for the hope of a better world is is still absolutely at the core of most people at the moment absolutely and if he if he does if he does do it i think there would be a roller coaster you know a steam roller uh, that will 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 smash what's going on, but at the end of the day, it's what's going on the ground. I don't believe in this. It's going to be Tony Ben used to say it, didn't he? It's not going to be one man on a charger who's going to come yeah. along. There. So it's not doesn't matter if there's number ten down in the street if there isn't a mass movement out there. Yeah, precisely, precisely. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, one of the things I've been you know keep banging on about is the importance of us of us collaborating. The left outside the Labour Party. You know, collaborating and trying to bring some of those people who, who are clinging to the notion that somehow the Labour Party is salvageable. It isn't. I think we've got to destroy the Labour Party. It needs to go the way of pass off to the rest of the useless social democratic parties on the continent because they're all signed up to the neoliberal project. They're all signed up to the war machine. And we've seen now that, you know, what Jeremy did, as you say, you know, infected people with this sort of sense of purpose, this, this hope rehabilitated socialism it was seen as a dirty word wasn't it and uh, you know and what it re- what it demonstrated was there's a massive appetite for it i mean i've actually messaged jeremy and he's not not responded i've said you know following what's happened you know you ought to consider you know throwing your weight behind the socialist labor party or joining the workers party you know i think or indeed setting because i think because you know jeremy there's still a lot of people you know do look to to him and i think he could have a big impact like like you say let's let's hope he, let's hope he does one of those three things anyway uh, yeah. I just wanted to just um, ask you as well about the uh, No to NATO uh, rally that we've had uh, terrible problems trying to find a venue for. We've been cancelled from two, as you as you know. And I know you've had a lot of abuse um, uh, when you announced that you were going to be speaking at the rally on the 25th of February, which is going to go ahead now. Um, but I just wonder whether you would say just a word or two, uh, Audrey, about why you agreed to speak. I know you've been a long-standing anti-war campaign and we've only stopped the war in, in Liverpool, but uh, just specifically about this 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 campaign that we're launching now, no to NATO, no to war. I mean, what, why did you agree to to speak at it? Um, because people have got to realise um, that you know you can't be selective over which wars you um, 
you 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 oppose. You know, you either you either for peace or you're not. And um, this particular war has had you know all the people who rallied us to go and attack Iraq. They're the same people. They're the same people who have a bloodlust for this um, arming Ukraine. And you only have to follow the money. <clears throat> so that's one of the reasons I've been an anti-war campaigner. I'm not selective in the wars I'm against. I'm against Putin. I'm against uh, an invasion of an, of of, of uh, Ukraine. And you can be, you can be, you can take that position of being against invasion. You can say, I hope people rise up in uh, in in uh, Russia and um, get more democracy in Russia. But I also hope that happens in my country. I'm working hard every day for that to happen in my country. But you can also say that NATO is not a force for the good. NATO is a force that actually um, is uh, very provocative in lining up um, missiles uh, 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 around a country that they um, committed, you know, that they were committed not to do. And I think any country put in that position would... Um, you know, do what Russia's done and appealed and appealed for many, many years and had agreements and all in place and so on. And then when they've been betrayed, um, take the sort of action they do because, you know, you know, Putin is, uh, you know, is, you know, I don't call people oligarchs, but these people are all in the same uh, class, if you like, that they're not, um, they're not, they're not communists or socialists or, you know, or anything. They're probably, you know, I don't know what his personal politics are, but at the end of the day, they're not radical socialists and peacemakers. So, you know, it was, no. oh, they knew what he was going to do. He told well, them. Well, of course, and I mean, absolutely. I mean, and the, uh, you had uh, the Bucharest, Bucharest Declaration in 2008 saying that, you know, Ukraine would become a member of, of NATO. The um, expansion of NATO is nearly, nearly doubled in size since uh, the Soviet Union uh, uh, collapsed. And of course, there's been a war, let's remember, the US backed and the EU, for that matter, backed a coup in Ukraine, and they've been waging war against uh, East Ukraine and Donbass region, and uh, I think 14,000 people had been killed yeah. in that before this invasion took place. I mean, and they disregarded the peace and security proposals that Russia put forward, that Putin put forward in December of 2021. Where was the so, yeah, where You know, was they the just pound? dismissed... Exactly, you know. But I just wanted to just get your thoughts as well, because we're nearly at an end here. Because, um, uh, you know, you've got all these warmongers in, in Parliament, and they were all kind of like, uh, you know, fawning over Zelensky when he came and addressed both houses of Parliament. It was stomach churning. But even people like John McDonnell, for God's sake, I mean, he says that sending weapons to Ukraine is the best path to peace. I mean, have you been surprised by the absence of anti war voices in Parliament? Well, I'm very disappointed in John. I mean, I know John, I know John well. Um, I've known him, you know, for many years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know I sound very harsh sometimes, but um, I can't frame it any, any other way. It's an absolute betrayal of the peace movement to uh, to make a statement like that. I really do. I really do. I don't edge my bets. It is an absolute betrayal of the peace movement to talk like that. And for, I think two things. The socialist campaign group, when Corbyn had the whip taken off him, they should have walked across the floor. Absolutely. That's well, that's what, I, that's what I urge them to do, and many not others worry, did too. Yeah. Not worry about, oh, what about my job? What about my job? Exactly. That's imagine, what they were. imagine if I was 
campaigning. You know, when I was a manager in the store in the 80s and the girls yeah. said to me about the sexual harassment, oh, well, I can't say anything. What about my job? Because exactly. I did exactly. lose my job and I never exactly. worked again, to be honest with you. But, you know, so that there's that. And then over this, when the um, campaign, socialist campaign group, a lot of them signed the anti-war letter. Yeah, and they took the name off. Yeah. And within, it's just like Kim Johnson when she said about Israel. Oh, and, and she's got the she's got the amnesty report in front of her. She's got exactly. the fact within Israel themselves they're being called fascist, and yet she backed down. There is absolutely no bravery. There is no, there is no principles. There is no. no integrity. And I still think it's not too late for them to find it. I, I think there's always time for them to find it. Well, there's it. always time to redeem yourself, I suppose. But, you know, I mean, for me, Audrey, look, I mean, as you know, I was an MP, and I felt that when you have a... ..you're under an obligation to, to stand up for what's right, to fight for what you believe in. And to an even greater extent than, you know, you were saying when people approach you, you know, well, I'm frightened of my job. I mean... That's more understandable in those circumstances. But as a politician, that's what you're there for, for crying out loud. You know. Listen, uh, just finally, um, uh, Audrey, because we've, we've gone over time, actually, because I know we were saying we're going to go, and go till about half past uh, seven, uh, and it's, uh, it's 7.32 now. How can people follow you in terms of what you do on social media and, and also Merseyside uh, Pension Association? How can they uh, follow oh. you? Know, can I just get my phone and I'll tell you what it yeah. is? Sorry, sorry, sorry to drop that on you. Sorry. I'm, um, I'm, um, or hang on, why, hang on, let me just tell you. Red Rose at White, Audrey White at Red Rosa, 91940184. Anyway, it'll just come up with people, Audrey White at Red Rosa. And then the other one is, um, Merseyside. Let me just double check. Merseyside Pensioner Association at Mersey Pensioner. And right. follow both of us. Um, we've actually got 5,140 followers. And the right. National Pensioners Convention's got about 600. So it shows... Oh, my God. So, yeah, well... well hopefully, you'll get a, hopefully you'll get a few more after tonight. Oh, please, yeah, follow yeah. us and uh, say hello. And, um, yeah, great. And, and I think just we've all got to just keep fighting. And I think... We shouldn't be pessimists, pessimists no. because we've got people who aren't um, representatives. There's millions of people out there who yeah. are ready to fight. And I think it's a fantastic time. Uh, it's a hard time, but it is, it is an optimistic time because I think yeah. we've, only got, we, we've got a future to fight for. Absolutely. Thanks for Look, the, yeah, well, thanks, Audrey, for coming on. Look, the only way is up. Uh, there, was a, there was a song, wasn't there, in the 80s? I think was it was Yaz or something. Did it? Uh, so... So that's basically, and I mean, we're socialists, aren't we? So you know, we're dreamers, and we we have to believe that uh, that you know that we can uh, you know build a better future. And uh, as you say, you know, if we stick together, if we stand together, you know, we are unstoppable. And that's the thing I think we need to instill in people that sense of, of solidarity. Look, uh, Audrey, it's been an absolute privilege and pleasure to uh, have you on the program today. Hopefully, you'll come on again another time. But uh, uh, thanks yeah. for uh, thanks for coming on tonight. I'm sure our viewers have really enjoyed listening to you. Thanks to our viewers as well. And we'll be back next week at the same time, 7 o'clock. So until then, look after yourself and good night.